Mason Vera Payne. 2023 is almost over and what an eventful year it's been. Joining me to break down the top searches on Google in entertainment, sports, pop culture, news and more is Google Trends expert Justin Burr. Thanks for joining me, Justin. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So this year, there's been so much that has happened. I don't even know where to start other than what's the biggest trend, I guess. So fun to look back at the year and what people were searching and what the trending searches were. You know, if we look at the news category, it's always a bit of a somber category or just a little bit more serious because people are coming to Google to figure out what is happening in these specific instances. So number one trend in 2023 was the war in Israel and Gaza. Then we had the Titanic submarine and Hurricane Hillary rounding out the top three in the news category. And the thing that all of those things have in common is that they are fluid. They are something that is evolving. And that's why we see these trending, these trending searches so high on the list, because people are coming back to Google repeatedly to get updated information, especially in the context of natural disasters. We see those high on the trending search list every single year because people are figuring out what's happening, how to stay safe, what, what is the latest and the greatest in terms of that context. Yeah, that's pretty true. I know one of the things that affected here in Chicago was the uh, Canada wildfires because it actually got super smoggy for a while out here. And I think it happened in New York and a lot of the upper states in America. Yeah, that was on the news category. The number 10 trending search was Canada wildfires. Yeah, in New York City, there was one day where, man, you couldn't see five feet in front of you. The smoke was so thick. It was it was really, really wild. So, yeah, I think people were probably searching for that quite a bit to understand what the air quality was, where the fires, what the fires were doing, and yeah, how to maybe avoid it. Now, one of the categories that I was really interested in because I didn't realize so much had happened was the passings. I'm like, man, there's a lot of people that had passed. And I thought like that was like a year or two ago. But no, it was this year. It's always interesting to look at, yeah, folks that, that left us this year and, and kind of what kind of search interest they drove. So, yeah, Matthew Perry coming in at number one, obviously very tragic, beloved by many from the from the television show Friends. I said Tina Turner, number two, Jerry Springer. Number three, rounding out the top 10 categories, Bob Barker. So, yeah, some sad departures this year. But, yeah, it is interesting to kind of remind yourself who passed this year. And, yeah, it does feel like some of those folks were, it was longer ago, but no, it was 2023. Yeah, the ones that affected me was Bob Barker and Jerry Springer. Mm -hmm. You know, as a kid, when you were homesick, those were the two shows you would watch all day long. And uh, so not having them, it was like, wow, you know, I don't think that they weren't on air anyways, but it was just the fact like a piece of my childhood just went away. And it was like, <gasps> and then Suzanne Summers, there's goes Three's Company. I was like, oh, my God, everybody's just leaving me. And it's like that really messed with me. But, you know, another thing that messed with me was Little Tay wasn't on there. And that's because she didn't die, even though she said she did die. <laughs> Yeah, that was a weird one for sure. So Lil Tay actually comes in at number five on the people category, which, yeah, that was a bit of a bizarre saga. She There was a death hoax, and then she resurfaced in September. And, yeah, a bit of a, a, bit of a weird thing. But, again, because there was probably a lot of uncertainty or a lot of questions surrounding Lil Tay, or Lil Tay, I should say, that's why there was a lot of search interest because people were trying to figure out what the heck was going on with that. So yeah, she was coming in at number five on the people category. Yeah. The one that I was like, wow, was DeMar uh, Hamlin. And I remember when that happened, he had the cardiac arrest and I was surprised that he was number one, like not saying he shouldn't be up there, but you know, I, I just thought like, wow, that was a, a lot of search for that guy. 
Totally. He's number one in both the people category and the athletes category, which is interesting. But wow. again, I think it's because there was so much uncertainty with what happened to him. What happened to him on the field? What was this cardiac arrest element? How is he, go- how is he doing? Is he going to be okay? Is he going to make this full recovery? And then probably a lot of search interest when he actually did take the field again this past season. So, yeah, a lot of ongoing search interest for Damar Hamlin. But, yeah, certainly when that happened, it was terrifying. There was a lot of people turning to Google to figure out what the heck was going on. Geez, you know, turning to Google to find out what's happening is a, is a huge trend right now because Jeremy Rayner, um, he's also in People and Actors. <laughs> That's a, it's a, a, yeah. His was terrible, too. Yeah, it was a near-fatal snowplow accident in January. And he broke over 30 bones, had extensive surgeries. And yeah, I know I keep going back to this, but again, it's an evolving situation. You have that acute moment where the event actually happens and then a lot of follow-up on Google as well to figure out if they're going to be okay and kind of how the situation has evolved. So yeah, it is interesting to see Jeremy Renner drive so much traffic. Again, that was earlier in the year, so you might have forgot about that. But yeah, he is number two on the people category. And what's crazy is that uh, Jamie Foxx was in there too, and he had didn't he have a stroke? I can't remember what he had. Or he didn't yeah, say that's it. Yeah, a big cue. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is coming in at the in number eight on the people category. And yeah, there was something with that as well. I'm not super familiar, but you know, you can turn to Google and figure it out. That's for sure. I'm, as, many, as many other people have done. Now the books, there's a books category. And I, I feel terrible because I don't, I haven't read anything. So none of this looks familiar except for the ballad of songbirds and snakes. And only because that became a movie. Yeah, I also, yeah, the book stuff. This is a bit of a blind spot for me. We've got My Fault by Mercedes Ron, number one, Don't Know It. Number two, Fourth Ring by Rebecca Yarrow. Number three, Hello Beautiful, a novel. Number four, actually, shout out to my friend Jesse, who bought me this book this year. It's called The Wager, A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny, and Murder. I haven't read it yet, but it's on my bookshelf, so I got I to gotta check it out. It was obviously popular. It's coming in at number four in the books category. That's pretty wild, though. I mean, oh, I know another one, Spare. But I didn't read it. That was the one by uh, Prince Harry. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. People, the Suzanne Collins, people were pretty stoked on that one. I feel like I've seen that. I feel like I saw people reading that on the subway quite a bit. So that's good. Oh. I, got, I got some reading to do. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. Good for these people who have the time to read. I just can't put it in, you know, between driving and working. Yeah. Now, the explained version, The Menu. Did you see that movie? I didn't. And I think that... I mean the movie the movie stuff and the and the TV show stuff is a bit of a of a blind spot for me but clearly the movie was a bit confusing because that was the number one trending search within the explained category which means like people are turning to Google to figure out how, can you explain the menu to me or there's there's something in the menu that I need to have explained so there's some sort of confusion or, or some sort of you know un, undetermined topics in there that they wanted some clarity on Yeah, it was an interesting movie. I remember seeing it and thinking, what am I watching? I'm hungry. (laughs) At one point at the end, she wanted like she forced him to make him like her a cheeseburger. And I was like, that is a great idea. (laughs) I'm hungry. Yeah, I think what's interesting about the acclaimed category, number nine, some of our favorite stuff, the NBA in-season tournament, which has been rad. But I also have turned to Google to be like, okay, what actually is this? And what does this even mean? So, yeah, the explain category is funny. I, I, I like that. I'm glad that I'm not alone in some of these areas that needed to be explained to me. 
No, you were absolutely correct because I had to, to search for that. I did not understand what the in-season tournament was. All I remember was everybody was going to, whoever won it, every player got $500,000 from it. And I was like, yeah, okay, people get more money. I didn't realize they needed more incentive on top of their $100 million contract. That is true. That is true. But if you think about some of like the dudes that are like signed from the G League that are on the practice squad, 500K, you know, that could be pretty rad. Obviously, for, you know, LeBron and AD, they're probably not too caring about that. But hey, the Lakers won it. So that's awesome. Yeah, I was not really shocked about it. To be honest with you, everybody didn't really seem involved with it. I mean, it's like uh, it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. And the Lakers went super hard. And that's because LeBron wanted the championship. And when LeBron wants something, he'll drag people along with him. But um, one of the things I was thought was really funny was AD. He was like, I've never been in a game seven before. And this is my game seven face. And I was like, oh, bro, cringe. No. <laughs> that is a little bit cringe. I, I might respectfully disagree, though. I actually feel like the NBA in-season tournament, like everyone was playing so much harder than I expected it to be. Like, I felt like these games actually were fabricated to mean something in in you know November and December, which was wild, dude. Like some of those games back and forth were like, okay, this actually does have a playoff vibe to it. But yeah, you're right. Once once LeBron decides he's going to turn it on, especially early on in the season where he's not too fatigued at this point, then he can just rock it. That's great. Yeah, because once Milwaukee didn't make it and it was the Pacers, I kind of felt like, oh, it's a sealed deal. I was like, that's it. Oh. You know, I wanted to see, you know. Uh, uh, Giannis make it there and I wanted to see the Bucks go at it head to head you know especially since both both of those teams have championships so then it, it's almost like this is an extra you know award on top of their already big stuff they got so it would have been very interesting but then it's like Pacers it's like ah ah now this is gonna be terrible now one of the things I was super excited about to see was that there was a games category you you don't play games do you no, you can explain these to me then. I, I, I guess I kind of, you know, number six, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, I used to play Zelda on, on N64, but I do not know any of the games category. What Number one is Hogwarts Legacy, number two, Connections, number three, Baldur's Gate 3. Like, what, what do you know about these? Do you play any of these? Oh, my God. So I did play Hogwarts Legacy, and I did every single little thing. I got a platinum trophy for getting everything done. <laughs> I played that. Oh, I think wow. I played over like a hundred hours. Don't judge me. <laughs> this is my first Don't time. Here. <laughs> I was the first time I got into Hogwarts. Finally got my exception letter. So I was super stoked. And I played the hell out of this game. And I, I actually loved it. Uh, connections i'm not gonna lie i don't know what this game is but it's number two so it's gonna go on my list <laughs> and wow. boulder gates three that's a game i've been wanting to play and i'm a little shocked that it's on here because it didn't come on uh, come out until like i think it was july or august so i was like wow for it to be really up there people must not know what they're doing because <laughs> they're searching like yeah, crazy that's the thing is like yeah this isn't even necessarily about the popularity of the game it might be because yeah there's something that's using or something that they're trying to figure out so they're turning to google for that so that's and, an interesting component yeah and i can see that because boulder gate 3 is a like a role-playing game so th every decision you make affects the ending i think in this particular game but you still have a lot of different things you can do you can romance other characters i think every character is romanceable so you can start a relationship with these people <laughs> romanceable wow all right i know right i'm using a verb here i met it up <laughs> 
and uh, so it's I'm sure people are looking for strategy guys like who's the best romantic partner <laughs> which is what I would be looking up <laughs> oh that's hilarious Darfield is supposed to be like it was made by Bethesda and it's an outworld kind of like space thing but uh, I wasn't really interested in it too much, so I don't know too much about it. I'm waiting for Skyrim or some other, you know, like game like that. And Diablo Amazing. 4 was absolute trash, and I didn't like it at all. I, <laughs> I played it. Wow. I played it for, like, maybe 50 hours, and I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Only 50, eh? Wow, you really didn't give it a fair shake. Man, I try to go the medium route. I mean, I can go for, like, I think the longest I've ever played a game with Skyrim. <laughs> I've locked so many hours in that game. It's terrible. I'm embarrassed by it, but, you know, it's one of those guilty pleasures you end up doing. It's impressive dedication. It better be impressive to you, and I feel like you're judging me just slightly. Nope. I, no I, I can't. No, no, no. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm glad to get learned. <laughs> learned. Yeah, you, you need to play some games. I'm surprised nobody put that down as a question, like, how long is too long playing a game? <laughs> or how long yeah. is too long blank? That is good. We should look into that category. Oh, but there is another category I'm, I'm kind of a little curious about is how often. Like, is that really a big keyword, a phrase that people just Google? Yeah. I think what drove search interest heavily this year was the the search term how often do you think about the roman empire which we saw trending across a variety of short form media platforms and i know i was asked that question before i even realized what the trend was and so i asked i answered it in earnest that i think about it you know bi-weekly meaning every other week not twice a week i don't know i think there's a lot to learn from the roman empire but yeah that was obviously a viral trend on the internet of people asking dudes how often they think about the roman empire and then like stealthily filming their their answer to that question which is pretty funny i don't know it's a it's a fun thing to think about but there's a, a few other how often questions one of them is how often is the world baseball classic that's every three to four years one question on here that i think is really interesting is how often is punxatani phil correct the little groundhog that uh determines how long of a winter we're going to have according to noah he's only right 40 percent of the time so you're like you shouldn't listen to punxatani phil that's for sure. Yeah, this sounds like a troll, to be honest with you. That's a big troll-like, right? Sounds like he's pretty bad at his job. If I was only doing, you know, the right thing 40% of the time, I'm not sure I would have a job. So, yes. Tony Phil, get up, get ready. Come on. About to be dinner, bro. You better start, um, you know, pulling your weight here. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> were there any movies? There has to be movies that were searched. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no surprise here. Barbie, number one. Like, there's just that was like the most cultural zeitgeist moment I feel like I've ever experienced in my life outside of like maybe when Pokemon Go went viral for that like two week stint in the summer back in like 2016. But Barbie, massive. Everyone's talking about Barbie. Anyone you saw wearing pink in public, you assumed they were going to Barbie or had just seen the movie Barbie. Tons of search interest there. That's awesome. I actually didn't see it. Oh, I hate to admit that. I do want to see it. Nothing against the movie. I don't know. I just missed it. But Oppenheimer was number two on there. So those were the two biggest moments in terms of search interest for the year, which makes sense because that's what everyone was talking about all year was Barbie and Oppenheimer. I remember when Barbie came out, I wasn't going to go see it because I'm like, is this a kid's movie? I didn't want to see a kid's movie. And then you see all the hate for it. And I was like, oh, is it going to be really that bad? I don't want to be stuck in the theater <laughs> for that long. And I was like, oh, screw it. I just went to see it. And it was wonderful. I don't know why, any, why there was any hate for it because it was fun. 
Like, it was absolutely ridiculous, and I, I fell in love with another Barbie movie. I know. I feel like everyone that I knew that saw it just raved about it. They said it was so funny. They said it was, like, emotional at times. They said it was such a good story. So, yeah, that's great. I'm glad that they didn't just kind of, like, make it a gimmick based on the, the, the doll. They actually made it into a great feature film, so kudos. My favorite movie of all time, up to this moment at least, is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And I was so happy mm-hmm. to see that it trended. And I was like, oh, my baby, my baby made it to the list. Yeah, everyone was really stoked on that movie. I actually never saw that either, which is crazy. But yeah, I'm glad. Number four on the list was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. My favorite movie of all time actually came in at number 10, and that was Cocaine Bear. <laughs> no, just kidding. I did see that movie, though, in the theaters, and it was pretty insane, and it did come in at number 10. So good for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. That was a terrible movie, and I saw that as well. It yeah. was unnecessarily gory, but I think that was exactly what this little Mach 80 movies needed. It was great, a reminiscing of a time that I'm sure most want to forget or can't remember. There's so many things that could have been trending. What about recipes is there any food stuff because i'm thinking of food right now i'm hungry yeah the recipe stuff is funny so the number one recipe is grimace shake and and you know we can assume that was trending because again of the virality that it went on short form media platforms of like the shake that mcdonald's released for grimace's birthday that people like made really weird videos out of i mean you can go and search it yourself if you're not familiar but it was like kind of weird and dark that was the number one trend in the recipe category, not only because people were interested in the food, but I think they're also interested in the trend. We had lasagna soup, which I looked up last night. Looks freaking good, and I want to make some of that. It's like, you know, kind of a like a slow cooker kind of lasagna that's a little bit more soupy, which I'm which I'm juiced on. Kit, kit, chicken cobbler, don't really know a ton about that. Black cake. This was like this. I, I looked this one up last night as well. Looks good. And pumpkini. I think that's a pumpkin martini. Rounding out the number five categories on recipe. You're right. The lasagna soup does look good. I just looked it up. The black cake. I have no idea. Is this a rum cake? It looks like a rum cake. Why they changed the name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does kind of look like that. I. Eh? I don't know. I. Yeah. I was looking up the New York Times kind of recipe on it, and it, it looks good. It doesn't look too sweet, which I think looks nice when in it, when you go to a cake. I, I don't want too much sweetness. You know what? But I got to know about that cowboy butter. What the? What is this? Dijon mustard. Uh, like, I don't know, but it looks tasty. <laughs> yeah, Cowboy Butter coming in at the number seven on the recipe list. Yeah, it looks like it says this is the perfect topping for dipping sauces for grilled steak, chicken, shrimp, veggies, loaded with fresh herbs. Yeah, it looks, man, it looks great. Yeah, I think more for steak. Maybe maybe some like like a lobster, some shrimp. Mm-hmm. shellfish in general i don't know i'm just really hungry that looks delicious <laughs> and that's what i'm gonna eat later on today <laughs> one of my favorite things is songs what songs were trending i hope they're good yeah try that try that in a small town jason i'll be number one and again i think that you know this comes in at number one because there not only were people looking to listen to the song but then there was also you know, kind of some political polarization related to the message in in that. So a lot of search interest, both for the song, but then also kind of like what was happening in society at the time. Number two, Rich Men of North, Rich Men of North Richmond by Oliver Anthony. I didn't really know it. I listened to it yesterday and it kind of reminds me of like a Tyler Childers type of a vibe. I thought it was good. Then we've got some, you know, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. So sick. That comes in. Number 10, there's some reggaeton on here with Pe- 
Peso Paluma. Yeah, there's some there's some fun songs in here. Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift, number mm. seven, which is interesting because this song didn't even come out in 2023, but it just got some popularity probably because the Eras tour, but it's awesome. Definitely. You're right about that. But you, you're right about the first two songs. Definitely some uh, other stuff you were probably looking into. I remember when mm-hmm. Richmond, north of Richmond, was like popping because of the political stuff that was behind it. And not saying I don't like politics, but I'm not really into politics. But the song was pretty good. It was popping. Definitely. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I know TV shows you don't do, but was there any trending TV shows? Yeah, the top three here, The Last of Us, Guinea and Georgia, Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. I honestly don't know anything about those three shows. I've never – I don't even think I've heard of them. But again, I just don't really watch TV shows. But have you heard of these? Are, is, are these – are they rad? So the first one, The Last of Us, is based on a video game. That's all I can tell you because <laughs> I didn't watch wow. it. Okay. The second and third one, didn't even hear of it. I'm looking at the list, and I'm like, number five Wednesday, that's it. <laughs> that's the only thing I watched. Yeah. I do. I, and then I and – yeah. Okay, so, yeah, because Pedro Pascal was on The Last of Us, I think, and yeah. he was the number five trending actor on the list so there's some crossover with the number one tv show and then the number five actor but yeah sorry i just don't know a lot about tv but <laughs> i'm sure the shows are great you know what it is it feels like i'm i'm i have to side with a streaming service so if you don't have all of them you miss out on a lot of really good acclaimed shows so i'm i'm not really going to put all my money out there on on streaming services <laughs> so it's like if you're not on netflix then you're not going to get watched now, okay, so trends. So there are trend trends, right? Actual trends? Okay, give me the list on that one. So this one makes me feel old. All of the trend trends, I just feel like, man, I am out of touch with whatever's going on. So the number one trend, we already talked about this one. This is the Roman Empire trend. This is people asking people, hey, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? We, we, we went over that already. But then we've got the moon phase trend. Okay, this one's pretty funny. So people were apparently looking at the moon phases of themselves and in their significant other to see if like the literal shape of the two moons would line up to make a full moon. So like whenever you whatever moon phase you were in when you were born and doing that with your significant other, it should make a full moon. And that would mean that your significant other is apparently your soulmate. And if the moons didn't line up, I don't know, maybe break up with them. Who knows? The AI yearbook trend, this was like a people were like uploading photos of themselves. And then this AI algorithm was like spitting out photos of making them look like they were in like 90s yearbook, which was funny, especially because like, okay, I was in the 90s yearbook because that's when I was growing up. So whatever. The Instagram notes number trend, I no idea. I researched this. I have no idea. People were like putting cryptic numbers in their Instagram notes to then correspond to like different letters in the alphabet to then kind of signify secret messages like I'm 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 crushing on this person. Again, gen g- generation that's not a millennial stuff. I have no idea what they were doing. What the other the top 5 here, the last one, the fruit roll-ups trend. I did look this one up. I'm super juiced on it. You put a scoop of ice cream into a fruit, fruit roll-up, then you roll it up and you put it in the freezer and you make this like crunchy sweet treat. So dank. So awesome. Have you tried it or are you just looking at it? No, I, you know, okay, yeah, maybe I, it looks dank. So I just watched videos of people eating it and it looked really cool because it makes the fruit roll up really like crunchy and brittle and you bite into it and then you get the crunchy outside and then the soft inside with the 
with the ice cream, but yeah, it looks great. That does sound delicious. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen it yet, but just like you're right because you got that weird little plasticky candy thing <laughs> around it and you know it's going to get nice and frozen and it would be nice and crunch crunch around the ice cream and you can hold it at the same time. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty lit. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I know. It sounds good. I'm definitely going to try it. Was there anything that I missed? Uh, any other kind of top things that stood out for you? About it. Those are some, that was a lot. But yeah, people are interested to figure out what was going on? You can go to yearinsearch.google.com. You can see what's trending in the United States. You can see what's trending globally. You can see what's trending in different countries. And so it's a really fun kind of interactive platform. You can also watch our 2023 recap video, which is great. It's up on the website and it's a cool look back at what was happening over 2023. Well, Justin, I really appreciate you being on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Hope to talk to you soon. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening.